gentlemen. We have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. Hey, friends. Welcome to episode 15 of the Boldly Going podcast. I'm your host, Jason Sowell, and as usual, talking to creative, brilliant, inspirational people of the universe on planet Earth. Today's episode is everything that you would expect from that. Uh, a great friend of mine named Josh Pearson. He is, uh, has a company. He is one, one of three, one-third of the uh, creative company called Pep Rally, Inc. Uh, really, really cool uh, company. They're doing, they're doing incredible work. Really cool work. If you live in the Tampa Bay area, you've seen their work, you've seen their murals, you've probably been somewhere that they've worked on, that they've done build-out for, that they've done concept for. Uh, they're just killing it right now, doing incredible things, and they're only like a couple years old. Uh, and uh, we took Josh, uh, got him to the house, chatted with him for a little bit, talked a little bit about Pep Rally, uh, talked about um, how they started, talked about his family and raising his raising his kid, talked we were just kind of all over the board. It's a great, really cool episode, uh, and just his thoughts on life, thoughts on creativity, all that stuff were just brilliant. Uh, one of the he talked a lot about uh, stopping and enjoying what you're doing, not just not just working to work, but enjoying the work that you're doing, uh, and uh, not planning so hard. Uh, Pep Rally's got an interesting story. Uh, their company has kind of morphed over the past couple of years. He talked about that, but really kind of drives on the point of uh, not, you know, don't don't plan so hard. Uh, let the let the work and the opportunity take you where it's going to take you. Really, really cool. Really inspirational. So um, great episode. We're going to jump into that. Uh, I mentioned to you every episode about uh, my nonprofit organization, Current Initiatives. We do a project called the Laundry Project, and Pep Rally uh, does a. Uh, we're partners with Pep Rally on the Laundry Project to do uh, a mural campaign called the Clean Campaign uh, on uh, putting murals on laundromats in uh, all kinds of areas, but low-income areas especially. Uh, but putting these murals on the exterior wall to help beautify the area, to help bring some positive message into that area. And Pep Rally Inc. is our lead artist for that. They're the concept designers in that. And just really cool. Um, just, uh, you know, if you follow us on Instagram, you've seen them. If you follow them, you'll see their stuff. But go check them out. Check out their website, Pep Rally Inc. I-N-C. Not Inc. like that you write with. But Pep Rally Inc. for Incorporated. PepRallyInc.com. And you can also follow them on the on the social media sites at Pep Rally Inc. And then you can also follow Josh uh, specifically at Joshua T. Pearson, P-E-A-R-S-O-N, Joshua T. Pearson. Uh, go check them out. Follow them. See what they're doing. Uh, get some creative ideas. And uh, jump into this episode. It's going to be awesome. Again, we're always uh, – we are part of the State Lines podcast network go check out state-lines.com see what they've got going on and uh get some other get some other cool some cool podcasts and articles to to jump into all right here we go let's jump into uh this episode episode 15 don't plan so hard with joshua t pearson about that with your with your kid like you I feel like I feel like you're a good you're a good dad and 
you are pleased with him just for I'll actually being there. Man. Not to make not to veer this hard right, but like yeah, I've actually it. spent I've spent some time writing about that and thinking about Let that. Let me explain like, who I'm talking to real quick first. Because sure, 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 sure. there's been recording this whole time. Uh, first of all, thanks thanks for being on the podcast. I've been excited to talk to you. Uh, Josh Pearson from Pep Rally Inc. Uh, if you don't know anything about Pep Rally Inc., just Google it and be amazed at the the greatness that is Pep Rally Inc. Which <laughs> is not just Josh, it's you Greg and uh, Jay Jeru. Jay, that's right. Uh, and it's like a three-way team. You guys like you're like the uh, what do you call it? Uh, you're like the trifecta of of creativity and brilliance. <laughs> the godhead of, of you creativity. Have, you have the you have yeah. the you know kind of wacky artist over here. You've got the business guy, and you've got yeah. The- no, we definitely have different facets to us, you know, and um, we push each other. We push each other hard, you know. It's like, I mean, it's very much a, a, a brotherhood. I mean, it's just like we fight, we, like I said, we push, and then it's like, but the work that comes from that, I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier about. Yeah, I couldn't be prouder of. Yeah, awesome. And I want to talk about that work. I want to come back to what you were about to say for a second, but just to give context to you guys with our laundry project, clean murals that we've been doing for my organization. Uh, that's basically you guys are the lead artists on that. Um, Conceptual-wise and uh, and all that, so that's essentially your brainchild. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's our brainchild. It really it came from a conversation not unlike this. Yeah, exactly yeah, like absolutely. this. L- literally over coffee, and it's just like, how are we going to change the world right. today, Pinky? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it was like, all right, and it, we ended up we landed on doing murals and laundromats, right, in Tampa. Yeah, and yeah. so well, we did it. That's how we're continuing. We're doing it. Exactly. So you were going to say, not, not to take a hard right, but let's take that hard right, talking about your kid and being a father. Yeah. So, I mean, so I always try to take things to their, I want to say inevitable end, but like even worse than that. So, you know, so it's like, so I tried to play out the scenario where it was like, my son is four now, but he's, you know, he's going to become something. Right. I believe he's going to become greatness. I think whatever he does, like he's just, he's such a well-rounded, hilarious, beautiful little boy. Like he's going to be great. Right. But I have to, I have to take into consideration that that may not be true. You know, um, and, unless, and I'd go a step further. I was like, what if something, what if he did something horrible? What if he mm-hmm. committed a horrible crime? What if he, you know, and it's like, and I, and I, the reason that thought came up is in lieu of the news, in lieu of where right. we are. You know, so it's right. just like, so, um, and the simple fact is, like, I would love him regardless. Right. I, would, I would love him regardless, and there's, there's, no, um, there's no question about that. The reason, the interesting part about that, I think that's pretty obvious. Oh, you love your, you love your children. You love, you know, in spite of what they do. The interesting thing about that is, if we we look at that lens, and I try to look at that, at the people committing things like that. Yeah. Even terrorism. Even you know the mo- the worst things that are happening right now. It's like yeah. that's somebody's kid. That you know, it's like something happened. Something went wrong. So, and it's just yeah. like. Um, that person is still a person. Their life still has value. They're still, you know, right. like. Right. Um, I mean, and try to literally look at through that lens. I mean, yeah. it's like people. I feel like, and I I've done this. Like it's it is a strange thing sometimes when you hear 
you know, they identify the terrorist that did whatever the thing is. And then you see their, their mom get on this interview and say, you know, Mike, either not Mike, my kid, or he, he was just misguided. Uh, you know, and people are like, man, this person's crazy. Your kid just did all this stuff. This, this horrible act. I think it's, I think it's honestly easy. I think it's easy to go like break down of the family. Where were the parents? That's that's easy, yeah. easy, easy. You know, sure. I I would go a step further and say like, we all have a responsibility for every single person. Mm. Like, and that's a, you know like mm-hmm. if if and I know that seems like a stretch because it's like oh I don't I don't even know that person or yeah. I don't know if I if I come across a homeless person on the street if I come, you know it's like sure. it's like we all share responsibility for yeah. everyone you know it's like the the brother like we are a brother's sure. keeper you know so yeah. it's just like and and i feel like if we if we truly believe that and we truly work towards that we would resolve a lot i mean and i know that seems very Agreed. idealistic and i know that's but it's just like what's the alternative not believing that not yeah. you know it's like right. and i didn't continue <laughs> you know so well there's certainly a ripple effect too like the way you know, you treat people and then that in turn follows through. Maybe they treat someone differently because of how you treated them or, you know, someone sees you treat that person differently and that... Yeah, intangible. Like, you, yeah, don't, you don't know where that goes, but like... Yeah. <laughs> but ironically, you do know where negativity goes. You do know yeah. that, like, ignoring a person or, you know, like... Yeah, treating true. Someone, you do know where that goes. True. You do yeah. know, you know, like... Um, so... Why not combat that? Why not like do everything in your energy to change that path? Yeah. Like so that just that simple opportunity, like that simple like the or the potential of that, where it's like, man, this could spin into who knows what. That that actually excites me. That actually makes me, you know, it's like in in contrast to just like ah, don't don't do that for that person. Like they're just gonna go drink. They're gonna go do. You know, it's like like putting an inevitable end on it. It's like. That, you yeah. know, you know, and True. like, and like, I haven't always felt this way. I've I've been back and forth about that. I'm not, I'm not, again, yeah. I'm not naive to that. I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot. Yeah, I've seen a lot. So I, there is uh, not to not to really get all political and stuff, but uh, President Bush at the Dallas uh, funeral, a funeral for mm-hmm. the Dallas police officers, made a brilliant statement, and I'm sure hundreds of other people have probably said. Something similar, but in that context, he made a great statement in his speech at the funeral, saying that uh, this isn't exactly what he said, but along these lines, of basically saying like we judge others by the worst of them, and we judge ourselves by the best of ourselves. So yeah, basically, yeah. like we view others through the lens of the negatives about yeah, them, real, and yeah, we yeah. view ourselves through the positives of ourselves. And so, and, and he went on to talk about like. Equality, like we can't look at other people, like we have just as many negatives as the other person, and they have just as many positives as we do. And but when we're looking through that lens, we're going to treat them differently because we're not viewing them the same way we view ourselves. Done. Podcast over. He just yeah. answered. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Who'd have thought? I, no, yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, and then like to that point, like. My my initial gut instinct is to be like, no, there's no wisdom from that man. Like, right. there's, it can't be. But it's like yeah. we gotta like, no, pump the brakes on that. Like, it's just like, truth is the truth. Yeah, you know, right. I, like I, I jokingly talk about that like with Kanye, where it's just like people are like, man, that guy's an idiot. He's so obnoxious. He's this, and it's like, 
the truth is the truth. You might not like how it's being delivered. You might not like who it's even coming from. But the truth is the truth. You know, like, it may come from your four-year-old child. It may come from, you know, it's just like, but it's there. You know, so it's like, it's just whether or not you choose to uh, accept that or recognize it as such. Right. So, I mean, what he just said, that's truth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a brilliant statement, and the irony of that is how many people will dismiss that because it's because it's George Bush, yeah, and they do exactly it. what he's the statement that he makes that it's easier it's easier to just like nah he's this he's in this category right and like just quantify that and put it in that category yeah and that's that's easier that's more convenient yeah for sure so let me bring that back to I'm gonna bring that back to your son for a minute because to context about your son. Uh, he's mixed race. Yes. Uh, so his mother is black, and I am Caucasian. Right. So I remember one of our one of our first conversations. It might have been when we were talking about this. I say that with irony, like the word Caucasian. Right. But like this. Yeah. <laughs> I am a white dude. I am <laughs> red hair, blue eyes. That's that's yeah. Uh, but one of, it might have been when we were planning the the murals and talking about just kind of coming up with ideas with that. And I remember you talking about your son. Uh, wanting to teach him quiet strength, the yeah, idea yeah. of like all the things that simply because of his race or you know his the mix that he's in and what he looks like, all the discrimination or you know different way he'll be treated in some ways because of that, uh, and teach trying to teach him quiet strength and teaching him a better way to deal with or to try to handle those things. Yeah, I mean so. That's the challenge, right? So as a father, regardless of race, regardless, you know, it's like, okay, you want to raise a man. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's the most important job, period, you know. Um, the challenge is, the, the challenge I'm facing is in lieu of current circumstances, in lieu of, you know, racial tension, in lieu of... You know, police brutality, you know, all the things that are going on right now, um, you're torn. You're torn, you know, uh, you want to teach respect, first and foremost, um, and you want him to be a stand-up, proud man, um, but then you witness time after time after time of somebody being blatantly disrespected, being blatantly violated, and... That's where, that's where it becomes very difficult. Like, what do you teach? What do you, you know, uh, right. where, where do you, where do you put pride aside and let that totally go? And where do you, where do you stand up for yourself? And does that, does standing up for yourself cost you your life? And does acting, being humble and, and you know, humiliating yourself in front of a police officer does that also cost you your life in a certain way where it's just like, you know, um, in the sense of, you know, being stripped of your humanity, you know? So mm. I don't have the answer for that. Like I, I like this week, we were just talking about sleeping and I, I haven't slept much this week, you know, to be totally honest with you, I, I've been angry. I've been heartbroken. I've been sad. Um, and that comes from, and that comes like being open to both sides. I mean, I literally, I literally stood in the crowd. You know, I I, ha- I ended up marching with the Black Lives Matter uh, 
protest this week. Yeah, what was that like? Um, and it was powerful. It was powerful. Um, it was it was peaceful. You know, I mean, it, it, like there was there was moments of tension. There was and there was a wide range of people. You know, like um, some were hollering at, at the police. You know, they were clearly clearly angry. You know, so everyone was expressing themselves a little bit differently. But the overall was definitely uh, peaceful. You know, mm-hmm. we had uh, there was some. It wasn't there wasn't hypothetical. You know what I mean? It's like there was people there speaking um, to loss. To real loss, you know, and uh, it was it was a range of emotions for myself. You know, I I, th- I thought about all of the people that I love, all the people of color that I love, all the people I feel like this is our burden as white folks. To be totally honest with you, I really feel like this is our fight. Mm-hmm. This community has been battered and beat and abused and dehumanized for since the foundation of this country and so it was like it's time that we acknowledge this it's it's time that we stand together it's time, I mean literally literally stand together in the streets and like, like that was really um, that was one of the biggest takeaways for me you know it was just like um, how important it is for us as white people to be there and not dismiss this again not dismiss like <sighs> acknowledging it goes a really long way acknowledging mm-hmm. that it's just like man this is injustice and I'm acknowledging injustice like it's right um, I, I truly feel like the and I don't remember who said it originally but really the you know one of the greatest fuels to racism right is is denying its existence Feeling like it doesn't exist, and uh, no, that's something that happened in the past. Like, no, this is right. happening right now. It's happening in your city and your block. It's happening right here. Right. It's ha- and it's happening to good people. Like, don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself that it's like, well, this is a criminal, or try to justify in any way. This is happening to very, very good people. It's happening purely based on the color of skin. Yeah. You know. So um, we have to acknowledge that. The sooner we acknowledge that, the sooner we can start to heal. And, and I. I firmly believe that. I, 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 I'm at I'm at such a loss right now, and that you know, I mean it's it's so new still. I mean it's so yeah. like it's still so raw. Yeah. Um, my like I've been even encouraging. Like I've take I've taken for a very long time. I've taken a position of. Let me lead by example. Let me just do things by example. Even through mm-hmm. Christianity, like, you know what? I'm not going to beat people over the head with stuff. Let me just lead by example. And, like, hopefully you like the person that I am. You see the, like, the actions, the thing. You know, it's like, hopefully, like, I've treated you with whatever it is. And it's like, um, and you take a cue from that. And, like, may, hopefully leading by example is enough. Yeah. Um, and with recent events, like, I started to feel like it's not enough, you know? And the very small platform that I have as an artist and as a person in this community, like, like I have a platform because I'm a street artist. Like, I get murals. Like, that's... Right. I have a voice. There's certain little avenues that I have a voice in. So it's like, for me to stay silent was wrong. Again, that was... That burden came to a head this week. It really did. Yeah. Um... To the point where I don't want to confront, but I refuse to stay silent. 
it's like open the conversations very gracefully, like um, not open arguments, but it's like open the conversation and have enough um, tenacity to, to kind of stick to it and, and work through that difficult conversation, work yeah. through that and like, and identify the people that maybe don't understand it or you are the, are the hardest to have that conversation with. Right. You know, um, <sighs> it's, it's heavy, man. It, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a lot. I read a story this week that I need to send to you. Um, uh, you just made me think of about the 19, I believe it was 68 Olympics that, uh, very famous photo it's from you got a white guy and two black guys on the podium. Mm-hmm. The leather glove on the yeah, 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 the two guys mm-hmm. in the glove. Yeah. So the uh, uh, the title of the article is something along the lines of like, "What about that white guy in the photo?" or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the forgotten third person in that photo is the white guy, and his story. And I just read his story this week, and his story in relation to those two guys is mind blowing. And it said to me, like, I walked away from going, that's the kind of guy, that this guy might be my new hero. His name's like Peter Norman, I think, was his name. So he comes in second. He was just a no-name, you know, just uh, kind of a no-name runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes in second in that race. Yeah. Um, the guys, he's from Australia, so he's, and he's, he's, in the, he's in the locker room, those guys. They tell him what, he, what they're going to do because they want him to know, like, listen... This is what we're going to do. And he was like, cool, I'm all for it. Yeah. What can I do? And they, because they told him, they told him because in case he didn't want to stand up there with them because mm-hmm. they knew it was going to be a controversial thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm in. Cool. So they wanted to wear gloves. He actually had a pair of gloves and gave them the gloves, the gloves that they're wearing, he gave to them. Yeah. And, yeah. Ba- and basically told him like, uh, they were like, we only have one pair of gloves. He's like, well, each one of you wear one glove. Yeah. And they had this little patch, this Olympic patch that was kind of this underground thing at the time. There was like a, this Olympic patch that some people had made about for equality within yeah. the Olympics. And they had them. And he says to them, like, hey, do you, do you guys have another patch? So let me wear a patch yeah. out there to show support. And they didn't have any more. Another guy overhears the conversation, gives him this patch to wear. So dude goes out there and stands there with them while they, while they do their thing. And... Uh, this guy immediately, like, completely ostracized by the Australian Olympic team, mm-hmm. uh, by Australia. He, he broke a record that night. He broke the, the record uh, for the fastest thing. It was 200-yard dash that to this day has never been broken in Australia. He still holds the national record in Australia for fastest. The next series of Olympics... He, he qualified 13 times in the 200-yard dash and five times in the 100-yard dash, and they did not put – Australia would not put him on the team. He never ran again in the Olympics. They never – so what happened is they come, they come back. Uh, the Australian – years later, the Australian team, when they were hosting the Olympics in Australia, the, the host team said – or the, like the hosting committee from Australia – Said, uh, listen, if you'll if you'll come out and denounce basically what they did, you're back in. Like, 
you're denounce your part in it, all that kind of stuff. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. Ostracized for years, for decades. Mm. And he never, he never would turn back on it. So the statue in California of that, there's a, there's a monument in California of that. And he's not on it. Like his platform is empty and it's the, the other two guys. And so they asked, there's an interview that was asked those other two guys. They did an interview with the other two guys and asked them, well, why, why didn't you guys put him in it? And they said, we approached him about it. We talked, we've been friends with him ever since. And we talked to him about it. Uh, he didn't want to be in it because he wanted his spot to represent everyone else. So when you go to that statue, you could stand in his, in his spot on the, on that platform. And that, and my spot representing the rest of the world that could stand with, with you guys. I was like, man, this, this, who is this guy? Like, I would argue, like, I will take in all categories, I'll take second place every, every day, all day. Yeah. Like, I want, because that person showed up, they competed, they gave it their all. Yeah. They didn't get the top prize, but yeah. they were in it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I like that. It's like, they get that humility, they get that sense of victory. Like, it's yeah. like, I always want to be that second place dude. Like, I yeah. always want to be that guy that's like, man, not this time. Because as soon as you get the top, then what? Yeah. You know, it's like, where right, do you right. go? Yeah. So it's just like, I, I love, man, that's a great but they, story. Yeah, I, but I so like think that. about this. He dies, right? He died. Yeah. Uh, he got real depressed. He got gangrene or something like that. He got real, de- got real depressed. Ended up dying. And uh, those two guys, the other two runners, the black guys, were pallbearers at his funeral. And... Not long after his death, Australia wrote a formal apology to him and to his family and propping him up as a hero of Australia and apologized for, for ostracizing him for all those years for standing with the two black, black guys that were, that were protesting in... And their names for, are eluding me right now. I can't. I can't think of it. You know, the reality is too. I mean, I thought about that too. Like we're we're marching through the streets of Tampa, and you know, the fact did not elude me that within our parents' generation, people were beat to death for that, for mm-hmm. walking down the street in a peaceful protest. Sure, beat to death. You know, so it's yeah. like so we faced the potential of going to jail. And I was concerned about that. I don't want to go to jail. I'm a business owner. I don't want to do any of those things. Sure. I'm a dad. I got, a, I got some stuff to take care of. Right. Um, if I had to go to jail, I'd go to jail. And I was like, that would have really messed my day up. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where it starts and stops. Sure. You know? And it was just like, so it's like that reality of just like, this is, we're not that far from that. Yeah. And I would even argue that it's like, all of the things that are happening is because we've yet to res- we've yet to address it. Like yeah. it's it's a continued a continuation of symptoms. It's a continuation of of just like this keeps going unchecked, unchecked, unchecked. Yeah. And now um, we're reaching a boiling point. Yeah. What I found fascinating, what I love about what you were saying with your son, like what I found amazing about that story with that guy is that here's an here's an Australian guy in the '60s. Australia had their own racial mm-hmm. yeah. problems going on but he had no connection to these guys other than I ran in the race with you and I beat one of you Yeah, and I have no connection to America and the problems of you know all of that but I believe in your I believe in equal rights I believe in your cause and I'll stand up there with you and I'll wear a patch with you and I'll as a white man I'll take all the hits that I have to take to stand there 
because I believe in I believe in your cause. And I, I mean, I I would say that's the majority of people are like, yeah, that's the right thing to do. You know, like yeah, like I think I think yes. So so I, I like agree. don't don't mistake that as like me not like the the that's incredible what he did. Yeah. So like what I'm saying, and I actually what I was gonna say is like I I agree. I think yeah. I think. Everyone does, but when it comes, when push comes to shove, like that dude spent decades being ostracized and never welcomed back by his own country. That's the, to the Olympics. That's the question. Like, where, where's your moral? People. Like, right? Where? Do, where your moral? At what point do you go? You know what? You're right. I will. I will denounce what I did so that I can get back in the good graces. Well, I mean, we, there's a modern day take on this too. I've heard arguments of people saying. You know, black athletes should not represent the United States in the Olympics this year. And like, I'm glad. Yeah, I've heard that argument. And I, I'm like, man. So as what? That's. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, I was like, man, that's you know, that's a. If you did that, kudos. Like, I like, I like. That's an unbelievable sacrifice. I, you know, so it's like. Um, I think again. I think that's an that's an easy statement to make. You know, not being a, a Olympic level athlete for something that comes around every four years. Do yeah. I think this is a big enough issue to do that? Yeah, I do. You know, so it's just like so you're saying like for as a as a black athlete saying I'm not going to because I uh, like that would be like a huge in pro- protest. In protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, wow. so like the NBA. You know, the NBA. You know. You, like they wore the like I can't breathe T-shirts, you know. I mean those those are some pretty bold statements, you yeah. know. Like yeah, um, you know they continued to play. Like that's tough, man. You can like that's somebody has to make that personal decision for themselves, right. you know. Right. Like to say that or to put that out, like that's a pretty that's a pretty big ask, you know. Sure. So um, so I thought it was an an interesting one, like. Like I didn't say, yeah, you you absolutely shouldn't represent. Like right, I was right. just like, because you got the reverse argument too. Like, no, you should go and represent our country. Like yeah. you were you were the best of us. Right. You know, you are yeah. the you know like you're the ones we chose. Like it's like, like remind you know there's so. It was an interesting it was an interesting argument, and I and I like it was one I, I wasn't uh, wasn't getting on. Yeah, I, wasn't getting on I don't that. blame you, man. So. Uh, Talk just to kind of switch gears for a second. Uh, talk about pep rally. Talk about like where that came from, how you got into it. Like, because you're only what a couple years old, a few years old. Yeah, so we're going into our second year. Um, I've known my partner Jay for about ten years. Like we've been doing different art shows. Like we met each other at an art show here in Ebor, um, and you know we met up and just kind of like. Exchange numbers and kind of like and like he was throwing some events at the time and doing different things and you know we stayed in touch and just uh, he invited me to a number of shows and we've just kind of uh, had contact off and on for the last decade or so. Um, a mutual friend of ours actually uh, had the opportunity to open a restaurant here in Tampa. Um, it was a dream concept, and uh, so he he called Jay and said, "All right, I'm doing my I'm doing my dream concept." Jay was in uh, Houston at the time. I said, come back to Tampa and work on this project with me. And so Jay reached out to me and said, okay, I need somebody on the team. You know, so it's like you kind of reach out to the old network. You know what I mean? It was just like, I'm here. Let's do something. I was at, uh, I was at a digital agency at the time uh, doing a con- uh, creative director role. 
and um, and was missing. You know, I was doing some digital stuff and was really missing the more of the hands-on, tangible art stuff. So it was like I was down. I mean, it was it was a huge leap of faith. Where it's like, hey, quit a, a very comfortable, cushy salary job to to like just really just try this out. But um, it was like the time was right. It was like let's do it. So jumped in both feet. Um, and we just attacked, you know, attacked that interior, you know, like as two unknown guys, you know, my, my education is interior design, his is in fine arts. So it was like, um, and then he, he has a lot of building experience and vice versa. So it was like, um, we literally just put tools, you know, I had a small bag of tools, sat in the middle of the space, started buying materials and just attacked each wall, each space and just went and, and really had carte blanche of the space. And so, um, it was an incredible opportunity for us. Um, it, we kind of came out swinging and kind of showed Tampa what we were capable of. Um, and I mean, we're, we're proud of that project today. I mean, that's, uh, it's hideout restaurant. So, I mean, if you get a chance, go check it out. Um, and then during that process, the, our, our friend that I mentioned earlier, Kit Byrne, he had, he was, he had a photographer that he had been using on other projects um, that was doing photography and social media. Um, and so he started coming in towards the end of the, of us building hideout. Um, and we immediately hit it off. So that's Greg, our third partner. So it was like immediately hit it off with him. And it was like, he was doing some of the food photography. He was doing, you know, he was like doing some shoots. I mean, he's just, if you know him, I mean, he's just like one of the coolest dudes on the planet. So it was just like, he has a, you know, like you're automatically drawn to him. So it's like, we just, we hit it off and it was just like, Hey, we're starting this thing. You know, it's like as it. I mean, so toward, as the project started to wrap up, right? Like I was yeah. like, okay, Jay is like, do I go back to Houston? Like this is done. Um, I was, I, you know, was on my own now, and you know, it's like the, and I was just like, well, you know, I'm gonna maybe brand myself, maybe start my own studio. Like I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. And he was like, I've got this thing called Pep Rally, you know, that he had started like bought the domain and started the business 10 years ago throwing events and some other things and it was just like it never you know kind of sitting on the dot com and it was just like yeah it was like no no brainer so we did that and it was like very shortly after it was like I think I think we need this third element which was Greg and it's just like and it's it took off from there and I mean it's been and then shortly after that like um we did. We jumped into a few. We jumped into projects in Ebor. We did um, Test One. Actually, asked us to be in the Shine Mural Festival. So it was like we we did we did a mural for that. That started a whole like avalanche of things. You know, so it was just like yeah. I mean, um, so we didn't have we didn't have a business plan. We didn't have capital. We didn't have like uh, we didn't have a space. We didn't have you know we didn't have any you know like very li- limited business acumen it was just like jump and let's make this work you know ju- just like and so it's like making phone calls and just word of mouth and and uh we've we've literally built it from there uh, um we're an amazing place now i mean we're we're to the point where we can do things like the you know the clean yeah. mural project and you know so it's just like um we we love our clients. I mean, we have just, we have incredible clients that they've, it's introduced us to some great people. It's, it's, I mean, it's tied us to Tampa, which we love, you know I mean? And then now we're starting, now we're branching out of Tampa. So we're going to, we're reconnecting with some people that we've worked with in the past. We're going to Houston next month and Miami and a bunch of other, so it's just like, it's, um, I think the best way, like I, like I said earlier, was just, I'm just proud of it. I'm just like, yeah, 
really proud of what we're doing. Like we haven't compromised on one on one thing. I mean, we've we've been able to flex every like creative muscle in our bodies, you know, yeah. and like and we've been left sore after, but it's like it's a very rewarding uh, and like it's a, it's a proud time for us. So we're so, yeah. yeah, you've done yeah. And so just starting your just starting your. Uh, your second year like you guys have done so much in such a short amount of time there are murals that you've done all over the place and like a couple of couple of spaces like hideout and other ones that you're working on uh, I'm amazed by that but one thing I love and I think this may be maybe why that's that's kind of happened like you said you started you didn't go in with a business plan which you did everything opposite of what people <laughs> would tell you yeah, yeah. to do in like, starting yeah. a business like yeah. You just went, yeah, these are, I mean, I'm assuming the way it sounds is like, I'm creative in this way, this guy's creative in this way, this guy's creative in that way, like, here's this job we have, let's put our creative forces together, yeah. and then it just turned into what it is. Very, very organically. Like, I mean, even to this day where things adapt and it's just like, um, you know, it's like, check your ego at the door, this is what we have to get done, this is mm -hmm. how we have to get it done quickly, and, and I mean, it's just like... Um, and we we fight that to this day. We're just like, oh, like we'll like we'll get introduced as, oh, these are the the muralists, and it's like, ah, oh, that's one tiny aspect of what we do. You know, it's just like, you know, we've got a whole gamut of like branding projects that nobody's even aware of. You know, so it's just like, um, there's a ton of products and all kinds of things that are coming out. So it's like, um, we do work to a fault. You know, like. We're trying to work on that. So we have a space now. We have, you know, like the, the compound that we're, uh, we're about to move in August 1st. And it's like, we are going to have a basketball hoop and like <laughs> a mini ramp and like a punching bag. It's like, we need to stop working all the time. You know, yeah. just like, we need to enjoy what we're doing and take that time to kind of like, um, bro down and you know it's just like so it's been it's been an incredible it's been an incredible journey but that's 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 the harder challenge is is like actually like enjoying it as you go you know it's like like we've been we we're talking about second place you know it's like you, you've been an underdog artist your whole life you're just grinding out like not knowing where the next project where the next things are going to go so it's just like um that takes a toll on you so it's like you kind of get used to being in that yeah. position where it's just like i don't know where the next thing's coming from so just like so the answer is always yes, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. And then till you hit a point like where we are now, we're just like, okay, how, how do we handle all this? How do we do all that? But it's like, that's, those are welcome problems, man. Yeah. Those are like, like, I love that challenge. Like, I like that idea. Yeah. I love that you said that, uh, would you say that enjoying, enjoying as you're, oh, that's that like hands down the hardest part, hands down, like stopping and like looking around, taking an assessment of like, okay, here's where we're at. Like, yeah, yes, this is hard. Yes, this is daunting. Yes, this is like, um, it's taking everything out of you. You know, like in the right in a good sense. But it's just like when you're when you're like doing creative work on multiple um, multiple media and stuff like that. It's just like it, it's it's just taxing. It's taxing on you mentally. Like you end up staying awake and thinking about things and like, it's not, it's not something where you like, you, you stop, you punch out at the end of the day and go home and right. you're like, it sticks with you, Yeah, you know? And then the three of us actually, so have individual art 
you know, where it's like we continued to do art as well. So it's like beyond doing client work, then it's just like, you know, Jay maintains his painting career. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Greg still does photography and travels and does photography. I'm still doing, like, illustrations for books. So it's like we, like, working is not a problem. So it's like that's never been the problem. Yeah. Stopping and, and, like, chilling and enjoying life is that's the challenge. Yeah. You know, so it's like to the point where you got to say it out loud and like commit and put it in the calendar and like, okay, you know, Sundays, no emails. No, like where it's like you have to physically start to do these things and physically start to remind yourself that it's just like, this is not, this is not what we were put here to do. You know, right. no matter how fulfilling the work is, like you have to, you have to stop. Yeah. I, which, uh, I think also conventional business wisdom would tell you, Things yeah. are going great. Things are things are moving. You got to keep going. Yeah. And I think a lot of people they go down that road and they forget to stop and balance out, enjoy what you're doing, take a take a step back and look around. Like too busy, too busy trying to like what's the next thing? What's the next big thing we do? Like we've got this next big job, but taking time to go, all right, time out. I need some time off. Yeah. I need to spend time yeah. with my family. I need to take a vacation. All of those things. I've heard it compared to like chopping a tree down with an axe. Like mm-hmm. just banging that axe against the tree and then it's just like if you don't stop to sharpen that axe, like you think, oh, I'll keep pressing on, I'll just swing harder. And it's just mm-hmm. like it gets more and more difficult. It's yeah. like stop, sharpen your axe. Like take that time. So it's like, I mean, I've even got to the point where it's just like, okay, <coughs> taking mornings and it's like no phone. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to drink coffee, do some, like, slow, like, just a short amount of time. Like, it's not, it's not a lot. It's 10 minutes, but it's, like, yeah. not going to look at my phone. I'm going to, like, just focus on my day. What's my day going to be? And, like, taking a little bit of time to, like, to do that. And then it's, right. like, when I come home with my son, it's just, like, all right, nothing. No phone, no nothing. Like, yeah. let's just be here. Yeah. So, but that's, like, you have to, you have to intentionally do that yeah for sure it's way way too easy especially like being like it becomes easier too the more you do it it becomes easier yeah so it's like oh I'm I'm so tired I just want to sit here I don't you know I don't want to engage yeah (coughs) that's so yeah so let me ask you this you said earlier you uh, you know had a good salary had a good had a good job a lot of people would say you're crazy. Why would you leave that to go start your own business that you don't know is going to be successful or work? You just you left that, put your family at risk of money, take yeah, care yeah. of them, all that kind of stuff. Why would you do that? I'm a I'm a gut guy, you know. It's just like so. I'm I'm a faith guy, you know. It's just like um, to a fault, you know. It's like I like. Um, if I if I feel like something's if something doesn't fit if something's not right, I'm out and I can't like it, to the point where I can't um, I can't even produce creatively you know or it's just like so if something you know a client or a job or something's like man this just isn't lining up with who we are like it's not like oh I don't want to do this it's just like man I, I I have an inability to to do that or to even produce you know it's like because it it comes from like creativity for me personally is like oh i'm passionate about this i have to be excited about it i have to be excited about it because it's like it's this journey it's just this task you're gonna you're gonna tackle and you're gonna wrestle with this thing for the next you know however long if it's you know if it's something that doesn't align with your soul then it's just like i 
I'm not wrestling with that. I can't, you know, it's just like, um, so I, I don't always recommend it. You know what I mean? Because, like, people will ask me about that. Like, oh, like, should I? And it's like, I don't not recommend it. I'm just like, I just, like, don't be fooled by social media. Like, yeah. don't be don't be inspired by, like, Instagram posts, right? <clears throat> like, don't be like, oh, you know, I, I, somebody's even described one time, like, oh, it looks so glamorous. And I laughed so hard. Like, like right now, thank God we're talking on a microphone and not a video camera because, like, my hands are covered in paint. Like, I'm covered right. in sweat. Like, I'm, you know, like... It's 100 degrees outside, and I'm painting a building. You know, it's just like, it, there's nothing glamorous about it. Like, it's just, um, the word the word is fulfilling. So it's like, I think, as long as that's not your, your motivation, like, um, like oh, I'd like to do something creative, or, or people don't see that all the time, or it's just like, um, how much that takes of you. Yeah. You know, to like, um, continue to deliver, to... to to dedicate your life to something that is, um, what's the word, uh, subjective. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm an expert in the, and like you're, you're arguing your value every single day. This is my value. This is what I'm worth. This is what I'm going to bring to the table. And then, and then someone would be like, well, how, you know, how long is that going to take? Or what is, you know, um, how, how did you learn this or why? You know, it's like, I, I haven't. Like I've done enough things to know to have faith where it's like oh, I'll figure it out. Like I'll, you know. Yeah. So, like, I'd call it probably dumb faith. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm just knuckleheaded and just like enough to just like ah, you know we'll, I'll figure it out. Like yeah. I, I, I admire my entire life. I've admired like tenacity of people like just like you know. So whether it's skateboarding or rappers or we're just like no, this is this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And like, and I've wrestled with it at times. I, I it. It confronts me the most, like when I go home. So I'm originally from Michigan, and it's like in a, a, a small town, and so it's just like I will get a sense where people are like they they can't even fathom the fact that it's like oh you you've started a business of something that you enjoy or that you're passionate about. You know, it's like yeah. like a very there's a there's quite a few people where it's like where it's blue collar. It's like no, you just you work a job. It's you do. Your, right. You know, it's like no, you don't have to. You know, you know, like. Um, so I like, like I said, I, I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but like, in a sense, like it's definitely not the, it's not as risky as maybe everybody thinks, right? So it's yeah. like, it's like you're, you're betting on yourself. You're like, now, um, I've been exposed throughout my whole life of jobs just like, you know, throughout my family, whatever, what have you. Like, we're just like jobs taking advantage of employees and just like not paying well and continue. You know, where it's just like, oh, you should be so grateful that you have a job type of mentality. Right. And I like, I completely, completely and utterly disagree with that. So the flip side of that is when it's your business or it's you, like, you can't complain about the boss. You right. can't like, right. you can't, you know, like. When when you miss deadlines, when you do, it's it's you. You can you can try to dodge it all you want. It's like it's your shortcoming. It's something you overcommitted to. You know, so it's like, so you have to just come to terms with those things. You have to come to terms with it's like you're not always gonna get paid regularly. You're not gonna yeah. you know it's just like yeah. um, you're going to have to fight for your value. You're going to have to ask people for money. You know, like mm-hmm. you're gonna have to demand 
getting paid. You're going to have to, um, you're also going to have to respond to your clients in a timely manner. You're going to have to, you know, it's just like, um, you know, you're the HR department, you're the, you're the, you're the accountant, you're the creative director, you're, you know, you're all of those things. You wear all those hats. So it's just like, it's, um, it's very exciting, but it's, uh, like I said, maybe not, not for everybody. Yeah. You know, I also would add to like, I think people will poo poo on their job or whatever, you know, or just like, like, that's a pretty dope job. You know, it's like, I know we're just like, I think any job can get taxing or like, Oh, oh I hate this. or I don't want to be here. And it's just like, it's like the grass is always greener mentality. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's something to be said about, Hey man, it's a solid job that you enjoy and you can contribute to something and you can go home and like really enjoy your family. It's affording you to do a lot of different things. Like, yeah. So like, as long as you recognize that on both sides, so owning your own business and taking that time and working a job and taking it like, that's really all that matters. Like, are, are you able to do that? Yeah. Spend time with people you love. Yeah. You know, um, other than that, like, I mean, it's all semantics. Really? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's so brilliant. You're right. I think the mentality, though, when it comes, when it comes to business, a lot of times is like, we've got to be the best at what we do. And then, and that, not to take away from being excellent at your job, but the motivation a lot of times is I've got to be the best at that. Not, am I doing the thing that I love and am I taking care of my family and do I, am I spending time with them and also, also creating something. My grandmother would tell me, even as a child, she's like, I don't care what job you have. Like, if you're cleaning toilets, like, you praise God while you clean those toilets. Like, you are, be thankful. Always be thankful. Always be grateful where you are. Yeah. And it's just like, like, that's it. The rest will work itself out. Yeah. So, like, maybe that's overspilling where it's just like, hey, I'm, I'm thankful that I got this. You know, like, my argument is always like, all I want is a seat at the table. Like, yeah. just, just leave me a plate. Leave me a spot. That's, yeah. all I, that's all I've ever asked for. Yeah. So it's just like, and I'm grateful for that. You know, so it's just like, as long as I'm invited, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, so, um, <clears throat> now, there is an inner turmoil, and like, and this is what, you know, like, the, the, the ego side. So it's just like, you're, you're a business owner or you're an artist. So it's like, as an artist, you have to relentlessly self-promote. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, how, how do you simultaneously be humble and self-promote? Like, that, they are in conflict, like, in a constant conflict of each other. You know, and it's just like, um, again, it comes back to being grateful. So it's like, if I throw a show, like, I try to talk to every single person that you possibly can. Try to make shows as inviting as possible. Like, art mm-hmm. shows are not something that everybody does all the time. So a lot right. of... M- Especially like my art, like I don't have some highbrow art or something like that. Like usually, like I try to have very approachable things, like sure. children's illustrations half of the time. Yeah, you know. So it's like, so I want to create an environment that people can come to, be comfortable, invite their kids, and then it's like, and ask questions and be, you know, um, inspired or ha- like again, like just inquisitive about things. And it's just like I want you to feel comfortable in that. And so it's like, and so in doing that, like when somebody actually buys a piece of art, like. They like they're taking a piece of me home, and it's like I've met like we actually now have a relationship, even though it was based on that little show and that yeah. small amount of time. But I still yeah. like Tampa's small enough where I see those people, yeah, 
you know, you can't you well, can't go to eat and that's more how I, like you're, you're yeah, gonna see those. People. That's how I, you and I actually <coughs> met. Is yeah, is yeah. an art show you did, and I bought one a print of one of your pieces, uh, and then several months went by, maybe a year, uh, and we just something spurred my thought about you and in, in doing these murals and brought us back around. Yeah, because I wasn't even doing murals at that time. Yeah, that's but right. that goes. I mean, that goes back to the original statement where it's just like. If you're cool with everybody, you give everybody a little bit of time and just like address yeah. every person you possibly can. Like, who knows what that sets in motion? Yeah. So there, sure. like you said, like now you and I are great friends. You yeah. and I like get together almost once a week. Yeah. And now like, like I'm, I'm honestly, I mean, I was talking about being proud of my work. Clean is the single handedly most, the thing I'm most proud of. No, like no, no question. Oh, no question. Wow. And like, I've done very expensive things I've done things for other companies I've done the high profile things no question hands down clean was the most rewarding and satisfying thing that I've ever done in my career period so that you know again call me naive but treating people with dignity and respect and talking to people leads you just to do something where it's just like I didn't know that I didn't look at it and go you know what if I talk to this guy in six months from now, he may call me on the phone and we may have coffee and then I might start a mural campaign. You know, right. Like, right. like, no. Like, you don't. Yeah. And so maybe to also wrap this together, like, about the, the whole business plan, like, don't plan so hard. Like, don't, like, mm. don't try to navigate, like, it's like the headlight theory. Like, all right, you can see 100 yards in front of you. Like, that's enough. Like, just, you'll see the next 100 yards as it comes. Like, just keep reacting and being open enough to, um, to see where life takes you. And, yeah. like, and don't, don't remain idle. Like, move forward. Yeah. Always move forward and as honestly as possible. And, like, you'll, you'll get to a better place than what you envisioned. I can say that with beyond the shadow of a doubt. That's true. Yeah, that's because like, it's like I enjoy. It's crazy. I like, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll paint things or like, oh, I'll make an art. That's not the most satisfying thing. Yeah, I actually like connecting with a client, sitting down with a client. And they're like, oh man, that's a like that's better than what I thought of. Oh, you you, you get out of my head. You know, it's like you really like, you connected to with a client to a point where they're like, you're now friends. You're now like like. They they're inviting you to their homes, you know, like that, like those things, like that is the most rewarding. Yeah. The you know, like the the people that we meet during the clean murals, like man, I can't like I've been brought to tears during that. Like I can't I can't say yeah. like any other project room is like oh this bar is so amazing. Like <laughs> you're like no no like that like the, that clean mural like so those are the things that. I, I strive to do and it comes back to the kind of taking that time because it's like I could easily and like I could easily tell you no Jason I don't have time to do that sure and I physically have to tell myself yes you do make that time and like and then it's like it's like a Saturday and you're like and you get out there and you're like this is I couldn't have done anything better with this Saturday than I did yeah period. You know, but it's like that like you I physically have to Constantly remind myself right. of that. Yeah, you know, it's sure. like, man, sleeping in cartoons would be better. And you know, I was like, just sleeping yeah. in, like, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, I have the same thing. So, uh, two couple things I want to ask you, to kind of wrap it up. Um, one, 
there's so much more we can talk about, so we'll have to do a, a, another episode together because there's a ton of stuff that we can still talk about. Um, but one thing I'm director's about, cut. Yeah, we'll do a director's cut. <laughs> um, uh, why Tampa? I I moved down to I was living in Minneapolis. Um, I loved love Minneapolis. I love Minneapolis this day. Oh, wait, um, time out for a second on your answer, Daniel. Yeah. Come, come on in. Daniel's another. He's one of the guests from our podcast network. Hey, what's going on, man? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Have a seat. Hang up. I didn't want to. Didn't want to crash you, the cast. You can. You can interrupt. Yeah. This episode uh, of Crashcasters. So okay. So you were in Minneapolis. Um, I was. I was. Um, actually married at the time and. Uh, my wife got a job opportunity to come to, t- to Tampa. I mean, that was quite s- simply like I was I was in a band, like I was trying to make my band happen, like I was actively pursuing my art career, music, and all. And it's just like it wasn't quite hitting yet, and mm-hmm. it was just like Tampa came up, and it, I guess it goes back to the faith thing again, where I was just like I'm open to all possibilities. Yeah. And so, as much as I didn't want to leave that, like. New things excite me so much. It was just yeah. like, and I remember the day I came to Tampa, I went to, um, well, to step back. Like there was, it was. She was actually looking for jobs, and it was like the pay was the same across the country, mm-hmm. and so the two cities were honestly Anchorage, Alaska, or Tampa, Florida, because wow. like cost of living was the same and the salary was the same. And so it's like, how much are those diametrically, you know, yeah. opposed? So it was just like, and so it was just like, we came to Tampa, she got the job, and it was just like, all right, you know. Um, wow. So your wife got a job here, and that's yeah, and that's why you moved here. I love the I I love that. Uh, I mean, with what you do, so I can't tell you how many times I've heard people complain about things with Tampa that it's not as good. You know, Tampa doesn't have this particular thing that whatever other city has or the art culture here is not as good at other all these other places (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it drives me nuts because i go and people you know like oh i wish i lived in another city or whatever and i I always go well either move there or stay here and make it better like do something about it don't just complain about it but do something to make it better i i honestly feel like that's changing some of that could be due to the circles, you know, or sure. just like, but I mean, it's changing. But I, think, I think, right, because I think there are people like you that are going, no, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to plant roots here and I'm going to do, yeah, yeah art, culture, or whatever could yeah. be better. Brand could be better. I do remember. So I do remember. So coming to Tampa and I was like, oh, I'll spend the day at the art museum. Yeah. You know, I had a day to spend here. I was only here for a few days. Let me check out the city. So. <laughs> you can't spend the day at Tampa Museum of Art. Like, no, no shade, but like, you can't spend the day there. Like, I was like, I like went through, yeah, and it was like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> so I was like, what else has it got, you know? But um, for anything that it was lacking, you know, I mean, that was 12 years ago. I yeah. mean, so that was the old museum, all these other things. So it's just like now, I mean, just leaps and bounds ahead. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like I, I, I love it. Like we've. I've thrown multiple shows here. I've, I've thrown shows in St. Pete. I've the, you know, it's like I've seen musical acts. Here. You know, so it's just like, I mean, food, beer, all of it. Like, I, I love Tampa. I, I absolutely love it. I mean, it's like, so when I when I came here, it's like I ended up going to school shortly after. And it's like, once I went to school, like, 
everything else changed. I went, like my career path started, everything started. So it's like all my roots, as far as I'm concerned, are in Tampa. Now, like now, my wife and son are my world. Like their their family, like is my family. Like that is. Mm-hmm. That's my foundation. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm I'm so well taken care of here. Like it's just like man, I get like I so rarely go back to Michigan to the demise of my my family would love us to go up there more often. So yeah. I, that's another thing I'm trying to make to go to Michigan, make effort, you Not know, much. to get back. You know, so. Um, but yeah, it's always the argument of like, nah, come to Florida, come visit us, like right, come, like right. we're a vacation destination. Yeah. Like you should be so, my town. Yeah, 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 for sure. And and I, like on the humble brag like it's just like when people come to town now I'm like we, we go it's like go to the restaurants I did and yeah, it's like yeah. oh uh, yeah you know that's a mural we did you know it's just like and it's like <laughs> and it actually dawns on me it's like oh damn we've done some stuff we've done a few things like it's like and I, and I, and I love it and I'm proud of it man like it's like I'm not I'm not gonna hold back on that like I want to I want to make Tampa shine. I want, I'm, I'm proud of Tampa, and I want to keep adding things to Tampa um, as much as we can. I mean, it's just yeah. like you know, like they say, like hometown hero first. Like you know, yeah. own your city. Like do yeah. you, like give back to your city. Do you know? It's just yeah. like build, 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 build. You know, right. like before you even try to go anywhere else. Like here. Yeah. You know, so that's what that's what drew me to the you know uh, laundry project so much is it was like it's here it's our neighborhoods it's the you know it's just like right. it directly impacts the people here in Tampa that need it the most so it was like it was a no brainer yeah that's cool that's awesome all right so last question uh, to you before we kind of wrap it up um, I feel like you've already answered this but boldly going we talk about pursuing your dream following uh, you know doing the thing that you love. And just boldly going after whatever it is that you love and your passion. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of naysayers to that to that mentality, or there's a lot of excuses of why people can't. In your philosophy, do you think that every every person has the ability to boldly go and pursue their passion, to fight for their dream, to accomplish the thing that they want to accomplish? Yes, I, I do feel that. I think I think the one caveat that I would add is I think we do a poor job of identifying our wants Mm. so I wanted to be a musician way more than I wanted to be an artist I wanted I wanted to be a rapper so bad so bad and it was like no you're not good at this bro like you're not like you're not like and so it was just like you have to you have to be so it goes back to being open to what's out there, what you're good at, what what you connect with, what you know. So, yeah. um, I think we miss, you know, like people get really down, like, oh man, this this didn't happen for me, and it's just like we might need to adjust. And I'm not saying down adjust, just like stay open to what it might be. Like, right. there's there's so many things in my life right now that if you would have asked me two years ago, I wouldn't have said, oh yeah, this is where I'll be. And like, nah, like yeah. it just like. I let it come and like I enjoy the ride, man. Like like yeah. that's if we could do that, I think we would find ourselves much much happier and like oh like this is better than what I'd even planned. Yeah, I mean I like I've been in those rooms. I've been in the you know it's like so like I pursued I pursued music and all these other things and I and I've like I've, I've gotten to certain areas and it's like. Man, this isn't what I wanted. It was so disappointing when you hit that point. It's just like this is oh no. Now what? Like now yeah. what do we, you know, what's 
what's next? And so it's just like, so I just, again, I stayed open and just like, let it come. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good, good advice. Good answer. And so I would add to that, like, you gotta, you gotta work for it. You gotta, you gotta work at your craft. You, you have to work at your craft no matter what it is. And then like on a, just a sound, so not a philosophical advice, like mm-hmm. advice that I do try to give people is like, work, like don't wait. Like I hear people say like, oh, when I get the opportunity, I will. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. Do the work, do the work, do the work, do the work. And that'll bring the opportunity. Like yes. that will. Yeah. So like no matter, no matter like, like I was a creative director at a company and it was like, I still did art shows. I still did, you know, an illustrated novel. I still did, you know, so it's like, because like. Because you never, you never know what, what's going to happen. And so, yeah. um, and then I've told people, like people said, you know, when, when should I go? When should I leave? And my honest advice is like, when you start selling things to people outside of your immediate family and friends, uh-huh. like is when you should start thinking about it. You know what I mean? So it's like, try to do that, you know, try to get that honest feedback and like, right. <laughs> that's the indicator. Yeah. And if that's not happening, it's just like. Either, like, continue to work. Don't give up. Don't abandon that. Continue to work. Continue to perfect. And then stay open to, like, where else it may lead you. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a tremendous amount of people that facilitate. You know, like, like I, I hate this notion of, like, oh, I don't have talent. Right. That's absolutely not true. Yeah. I know, I know people with incredible talent that can't function. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, like, so there's so much facilitation. There's so much, you know, like, you know, um, writers and, and uh, like, just... Things that people may not identify, you know, writing is not a good example, but like may not identify as like, oh, this is a talent. You know, it's just like um, being personable and being open and being like uh, having empathy for people and like actually turning somebody's day around. Like that's an incredible talent. That's an incredible talent that most people don't possess. But we very rarely identify that as like, oh, this is my talent. This is my calling. It's just something I, I do. So it's like, so that's what I mean by staying open and like. Being honest with yourself is like, hey, maybe this is something I should pursue. Yeah. You know, so I hate when we limit our options to like um, professional athlete or musician or, you know, like, yeah. just like, yeah. um, so what I do now is not like when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I want to draw cartoons for Disney because that was the only thing I knew. Like, it was mm-hmm. like, well, if you're an artist, I guess that's what you do. I didn't know there was graphic designers and like, I, I didn't know any of that existed. Industrial designers and interior yeah. designers. Like, I didn't know any of that existed. There's a whole world that was out there that I had no idea. Right. And so I went a whole lot of wrong ways to get to that, you know, to get to where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. So. Awesome. Good, good, good answer. Uh, so, <coughs> wrap it up real quick. PepRallyInc.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. And at PepRallyInc Inc. on all the social medias. Yep. Awesome. Daniel, who's in the room, also has a podcast called <laughs> This Is Everything on our State Lines Podcast Network. So, you should definitely check out Daniel's podcast as well. Uh, please. Yeah, please. Um, Thanks for being on the podcast. And I'm going to end with a question to the audience, not to you, but to the audience, people listening. You've heard a story. You've heard a lot of great advice from Josh and his story. And we'll get, we'll do another episode with more of that. But he said some great things. So my question to you, the audience is, what can you, what one thing can you do this week, this month to begin boldly going? If you're not doing it or what's the next step you need to take, what can you do to begin boldly going and 
not remaining idle, as he said, and pursuing the thing that you love. Because you can do it. What? But you don't have to do it all at one time. What's the one thing you can start with right now to begin down that path? Work. Josh, you're the man. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Check out Pep Rally Inc. We're going to go uh, party. <laughs> Everybody's done. <laughs> Friends.